0: Hi, I'm Ashley, and you are listening and watching Confidence in Coffee. What if I was to tell you that you can find confidence despite any of your circumstances, good or bad? I'm going to help you navigate the waters of womanhood, whatever season that is in. Whether it's marriage, singleness, or you're drowning in children, I'm going to help you find confidence and hope through Christ. I'm going to leave you with plenty of encouragement and practical tips to overcome those limiting beliefs so you can live a life well. Plus, (laughs) you know we're going to find a few laughs along the way. So grab your favorite cup of coffee and join me as we chat confidence. my friend, January Donovan. She is not only beautiful, but just remarkable. And she is on fire for God. Her faith is her fuel, and it really helps her make every single decision in her life. And so I'm truly honored and so looking forward to our conversation and that she's on here and that she's going to give you guys some nuggets, give me some nuggets and some valuable encouragement and some inspiration to moving forward in our life. And what we're gonna talk about a little bit. She is a wife. She is happily married for sixteen years goals um, and she is a mother of eight children, which I freaking love because we can just sit there and talk because I have four, and so she can also give me that wisdom. and we were talking briefly before our interview. and so Homegirl doesn't just kill it in in motherhood and being a woman of God, but she has built a multimillion dollar business training. Women with mindset and skill sets. She's a number one best-selling author and has had thousands of students across 40 countries come into what is what we're going to talk about is her woman's school. And she has a new book coming out in January which is so <laughs> I love that. But she's also going to talk to us about January. Thank you for coming on Confidence oh, and Coffee. Mom. Thank
1: I, you.
0: Yeah, I am truly honored to have you here. Would you I gave you just a brief introduction, but I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about who you are and tell tell us a little bit about
1: more of what you do. Yeah, I would say I am a walking mercy. <laughs> Oh, Lord's God's grace. I started out sort of at the bottom of the barrel in my life in college where I really had no faith, no training, no formation. And I had a mentor who was a woman of faith. And she said, January, what kind of woman do you want to be? And at that point, I was insecure. I didn't like myself. Um, and so for three and a half years, I met with her and she said, let's design you. And so oh. she basically trained me. I had homework every single month and I had to hand it over to her. My first homework was to get rid of comparison competition. Get oh, up- that's good. We just talked about that. <laughs> yeah. I get, get up at 4.30 in the morning to start prayer planning and really just meditate and go in the quiet and then make my bed. And so really she worked backwards and from the woman I wanted to become. And I, I really honestly have feel so indebted to her and all the many women who actually helped me Continue, I think my journey, my faith, and my formation, and so that's why we built the woman's school because there's really no access, Ashley, on learning how to be a woman. I mean, think about it. Where do you learn to make decisions? Where do you, how to draw boundaries? How to find the right friendship? How to find the right man? How to grow deeper in faith? I mean, these are things that are not taught in our school system, and we're suffering for it. I mean, there's no training on motherhood. Think about that. You know, emotional command boundaries. These are non-negotiable skills for peaceful motherhood. It's just not out there. And so really the work began for me because I was mentoring women for free for 15 years and I had a front row seat in women's tears. And their tears was because nobody showed them how, nobody showed them to honor their value. Nobody taught them the skill of saying no Nobody caught with them of saying, this is how you actually hold yourself accountable, hold your man accountable, hold your friend accountable. These are just skills that we're just deprived of and we're suffering burnout, stress, anxiety, and and overwhelming compounds over time. Yeah. You wake up and we're like, I don't like myself. I don't like my life. I hate my life. And so I think that our faith gets inhibited because we are not formed with the right skills we need to do to actually grow closer even to our Lord. So who I am, I am a mom of eight children. I'm a wife. My faith is what fuels this work. But more importantly, I'm a student. I think that's what I am a student of the woman and student of the world. And I just believe so much that women need not just empowerment, but really equipping ourselves with mindset and skill sets. So I'm a teacher. That's what I am. That's what I call myself is really a teacher, a student and a teacher. So I love what I get to do. I love the honor of being able to serve women. So, I'm really just grateful, I think, for the honor to be able to do the work that I do.
0: I can tell, and I I love your humility. I love that. I feel like that's a really important quality to have along this journey because it helps us stay teachable so i love that you said that you were a student so you are a teacher but you also are a student who is growing in the lord daily and i and i find um that it it is valuable i know in my own journey and what i've observed in others and what i encourage is that you always want to stay a student because we are always wanting to draw closer to christ because ultimately that's what it's about it's about jesus and it really, what I can see is just a testament that it's a daily. It's daily and that people need to know that you don't just make it, right? Like we're not just like, this is the formula, right? Like you said, there's really no training out there. It's so many mixed messages. And I think that one, which fuels comparison, what you were talking about is like, well, this is how it has to be to get to where that is where I need to be. And then when they are trying to climb up that mountain, they realize it gets higher and higher and they're exhausted, they're burned out. And then what has happened? They they struggle with condemnation. And so I love what you're doing. Could you tell us a little bit about what is the woman's school?
1: I like I see the fuel behind it yeah. in your testament. <laughs> yeah.
0: But what is that?
1: So it's really based on human formation. So let me explain. We have to form our will. We have to form our mindset and develop the skill set to be able to actually fulfill God's call in our life. Because if mm-hmm. God calls us to be, you know, peaceful mothers or beautiful relationship that honors Him, how do we do that if we are not formed? If we are not, it's like forming the clay, right? So, yeah. woman school is actually a training school of both mindset and skill set to help us design a fulfilling life a life that actually fulfills our purpose. That's kind of what we, and so it started out really for me as a faith formation. I was teaching women to draw closer to our Lord and I was teaching them. But the problem that I saw actually was that when people didn't even, when women didn't even have skills on how to say no the night before, then they couldn't get up for prayer in the morning. If they didn't know how to say no to all the many things that people want them to do, their mind was clouded. And so I realized was that the precursor to, Growing intimacy with our Lord was to actually develop the skill set they need to be able to s- receive our Lord deeper. So the woman's school is really about training. It's mindset and skill set training. Because life without skills is hard. You know, if we don't have boundaries, we don't have to manage our mind, we don't have to manage our emotion. It makes life really hard. And I think it makes it harder for us to actually share the light of Christ.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
1: You know? And and so if we train women. Then we become a real vessel. And the woman's school is a place where you can learn how to personally develop who you need to become so you can become the light that the Lord calls you. It's just to put it in same simple words, but we use very practical language that makes it attainable for women. Because I think sometimes, you know, um, well, I, I, I'm a theology major. So I studied, you know, v- the virtues and <laughs> sort of justice and temperance. And I'm like, Okay, how do you communicate that to a mom who's just trying to, like, man? Yeah. Work? So we have to break it down. So skills, what I would say is just virtues broken down attainable, bite-sized pieces, and that's what we teach women. So that's what the woman school is. I, I just believe that we need to to kind of cut the vicious cycle of women who do not understand their value. Mm. If they don't understand their value. Because they probably don't know who our Lord is. But for those women who even know our Lord but don't know how to honor their value, right? We need to teach them how to honor their value. Right. It's a training school in learning how to be a woman. That's kind of what it is. And we give skills after we give hundreds of skill sets, scripts, thousands of scripts, and it's about conditioning ourselves. So I And know.
0: it could be, and anybody can connect with it. Like it's Absolutely. online, like and from anywhere. Yes.
1: So it's an online school where we have courses, our signature courses, the Woman school masterclass, where we basically teach women three things, how to discover the dream of the season, because dreaming is a skill set. Nobody teaches us how to dream and that our dream is actually connected to our call. That's good. Yeah. We teach them to design every part of their life, their self-image, their mental, emotional, physical, spiritual health, their friendship, their intimacy, their contribution, their environment their wealth and their family. It needs to be intentionally designed because if we're not living by design, we're living by default. And so, you know, What is it that God wants? Is it peace in our home? Is it converse- better conversation with my spouse? We need to design. It. So it. We teach them how to design and then we teach them how to de- personally develop themselves so that they can achieve the design that God has for them and the dream that God has for them. So that's sort of what the Women's School Masterclass is. So they go Either they take it self-study, but really what I recommend is to take it with the community because there's greater accountability. So they join the school, but then they join a group of women that's basically walking the class with them and they have their homework. They walk through all the layers of deep work that happens in that we have a 16 week course, but then we have all these other trainings, the skill school. We've got all these different micro courses. The vision for the women's school is that we have access to not just training, but a community of accountability so that we're growing together. You know, we're in in 40 countries. We grew from zero to 40 countries in just under three years. And I think because there's a hunger for growth. I think we're tired, you know? And so, yeah, it brings me hope, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. All of us mothers, they can fulfill the dream that God has in their heart, whatever that is in that very unique season.
0: Yeah. And I believe that the best way to find that is to say yes to yourself i think that there is this message from back centuries generations where we are to put ourselves last and we are to fill everybody else's cup around us and not fill ours and we think that's our purpose like we think that is our calling but it's oh so unfulfilling and you're constantly burned out and i think that's what the desire is like i want to grow but i have this false message over here so what is that? You know, like I find that. I mean, I'm sorry.
1: I think the nail on the head, there's a false messaging actually. Yeah. That I think I was hurting women right now. Sorry. I didn't want to cut you off.
0: No. Yeah, no, I'm definitely cut me off. Yeah. I, I think that it's needed. And I believe that God is raising up a generation of women that our next generation needs. And, you know, like you hear this, the song that Carrie Job's song, the blessing that really like came out. Like I know now, you know, it's biblical. It's like in the Bible. It is a prayer basically. And it, it the reason, like, I know our church says it afterward, like after every service but the I love it. I love it because it says, and your children and their children and their children. And so I, I believe that God is raising a generation in this very crazy fallen world right now where we are setting up the next generation of women. Because from the beginning of time, I mean, God could have kept it as Adam, but he said that it wasn't good. Or so he created women. And I think that women have devalued not understanding that, like, look, we are the real thing behind all these men. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have a purpose. And I was just reading today. I love how you said that, like, when we aren't really investing in ourselves. I was reading today and studying the Bible about how it is so vital to say no to so many things and say yes to God. Like your faith is your fuel. And because that ultimately is when you say yes to God and you spend time with God, that all that other stuff is going to go the way it needs to go. But if you say, well, I don't have time for that. And you're trying to do all these other things, then you're going to face burnout default. I mean, it's so that is so good. I, I, That is so good. So in your women's school and your message, you really wanted to, and you said it in your story about interior. She wanted to work on your interior. I've actually never heard that before, mm-hmm. never. And so, would you explain a little bit about interior freedom? What you meant by that? You
1: said something about human formation, right. yes. the yes. drive. Can you explain yes. that a little bit? Absolutely. Okay. So, going back to your thought about women are giving from an empty cup, and the the, the message that we receive for for you know, for generations is that you just give, give, give. It doesn't matter what the price is, which we are called to give, but we cannot give unless we receive. And that's, I think that the formation, what I mean by formation is that we train our mind and our perception. So we have data for, you know, data right now for burnout, for stress and anxiety, because women are actually not investing in their own growth. How can you give your children, you know, life when there's no life within you? How can you give your children to say this is how you speak kindly when you don't speak kindly to yourself? How do we teach yeah. on our boundaries and how they, you know, speak? I have boys back to back boundaries if we don't know how to honor our own boundaries. And the idea is that we cannot give sustainably unless we receive and invest in our own formation. Mm-hmm. So, what is formation? It's the constant need for us to actually renew our mind. It's shaping of our perception. It's mindset training. Because how do we know how to actually say yes to God if we don't have decision making skills? I mean, we make thirty five thousand decisions a day, thirty five thousand, and not all of them are in equal of significance. And women today are steeped in anxiety or they steeped in burnout because they don't know how to say no and make the right decision. Mm. So, even say yes to our Lord, we need to know how do you make decision as a skill set. You know, in the women's school, there's three types of decisions. There's pivotal decisions. There's high impact decision, low impact decision. What I wear is not the same decision as should I talk to my friend and hold her accountable to should I have another job? We need to know how to qualify decisions. These are skill sets. So what am I saying? What is that we need to invest in our formation, which means we need to develop in our own skill set. You know, we need to develop our mind and grow skill sets. So let me give you an example. Motherhood becomes really challenging right and, and and it's not because our fault because we are not trained you know how do you clean the kitchen in 15 minutes and not 2 hours that's a skill set that could yeah. change the quality
0: hey really quick did you know that i have a community perfect just for you where you get exclusive content that you can't get anywhere else not on this podcast not on social media where we dive deep into the bible you get daily encouragement You get audio messages from me and you get access to our Facebook community where you can connect with everyone else in the community plus two coaching calls a month. There's so much more. But be a part of a community that actually gives a crap about you. I needed someone to give a crap about me and so that's why I created this and even better, it's all through text message right to your phone. You don't have to download an app. You don't have to check email. It goes right there. And we get to connect in a way that I wouldn't get to connect with you anywhere else. I'll drop some information in the show notes when you leave a review, but also you can go to ashleyhenriot.com and you can find out more there, subscribe and connect with me. You're oh, calling in confidence.
1: That could yeah. change the quality of our motherhood. How do you, you know, I remember when I was training my mentor, I would literally, she would tie me and so that I could clean the island in 15 minutes. I mean, in five minutes and kind of like work backwards. I teach my children the same thing. We need to form ourselves by developing a mindset, our skill set, scripts, training. It's conditioning. It's like you don't go to the gym and be like, Yeah, I know how to use a pull-up bar. You go to the gym and you're like, I need to literally condition myself to use whatever weight. Yeah. So formation is conditioning of our mind and our body to achieve what it is that we actually desire. Mm. You want to be a woman that's peaceful. How do you condition your mind and what skills do you need to develop so that you can form yourself to become that woman who's peaceful? That's what conditioning and that's what formation is. It's the conditioning of our mindset and our skill set.
0: That's so good. Do you believe that it is vital, necessary, almost obligation for a woman to have to have these mindsets and to really say yes to herself before? trying to make like big purpose decisions does that make any sense like do you feel like this is vital like because you made a good point and you're like when you said that i mean that is profound about women not knowing decision making so they're making the wrong decision do you feel like hey you god has called you to this but this part is vital
1: do you do you i believe that The same woman who's disciplined enough for making her bed is also the same woman who's going to be disciplined enough to say no to friends and then build our purpose. What am I saying? I'm saying is that we need to master the micro so that we can actually master the macro in our life. And so uh, the the whole idea of formation, it's that it's based on a life of discipline, which is really about suffering. I mean, who likes to be disciplined? It's like we have to endure the cross of our life to receive the resurrection that we want. And that's what it really is. Mm we need to be able to really develop ourselves in the quiet interior life. So what is interior freedom? We have in the western world at least have been privileged to we can get a job. We have some form degree of freedom that most maybe of past centuries haven't. We can vote and not all obviously of the world but for the most part we can we have freedom. But yeah. the question is are we free? What's the difference? I could have the freedom to vote I could have the freedom to own property. I could have the freedom to find the kind of man that I want, but I am not free to choose the best decision for my life. Viktor Frankl, which is a Holocaust survivor, said, the last of all freedom is the freedom to choose our response. So interior freedom is is us choosing how we respond to the world, how we view the world, and that's the re- last remaining of all freedom is to the freedom to choose our highest and best self. Just because I can free to eat whatever I want because I live in a free world doesn't mean I should. Yeah, that's good. So interior freedom is the ability to choose our highest and best self. It is not based on anything exterior. It's the interior formation of both our mindset that gives us greater capacity to choose our highest and best self. And that's the kind of freedom that we really crave. Because what we want is not just a freedom to be able to do whatever we want. It's a freedom to do what is best for us. It's being able to say, I can say no to myself on going through Instagram. I am confident enough to know that if I say I'm going to go to the gym, I do go to the gym. But how do you achieve that level of freedom? You have to develop and form yourself. That interior freedom is the freedom that goes beyond understanding. That unshakable peace that we know That our Lord wants to promise us Mm -hmm. where other people's criticism, he could hurt you for a little bit, but he doesn't shake you. That your children's whatever behavior, attitude, your spouse, whatever the world, you remain a pillar of peace because you're living from within and not based on external circumstances. But Ashley, who's training us to do that? Yes, motherhood becomes really hard without interior freedom. Almost to a point where we start to question God, really? This is how you design motherhood? But I don't believe we're designed motherhood to be a place to rob us of our peace and joy.
0: Think about it too. I know, you know, I'm big on social media. People are actually accepting that. They are. So they're accepting the burnout. So they're accepting, like, well, this is how it is. We're supposed to be burnout. I accept it. You should accept it. I'm in a cranky mood. I accept it. You should accept that I'm in a cranky mood. I don't like my kids. I accept it. You should accept it. We and, almost and advertise then, it. It is. It's it's problematic. Yes. Uh and it's becoming kind of cult-like, right? So it's and you notice, like in 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 general, like with beliefs, it's it's so dangerous because we can go from, well, let's be vulnerable and transparent, but then I want this is what it looks like. And we want to put Labels on everything like <laughs> right like it's like yeah. well, well, you know, I think it's a process like it takes time for somebody to be vulnerable But just because i'm vulnerable about my struggles in motherhood. I don't think it's okay Right, so i'm a very i'm vulnerable influencer I'm, very real about my struggles, but i'm always I always 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 in a disclaimer kind of way like I'm real about the struggles of life not because i'm here to convince you it's okay, but that you're not alone And that this is daily and that we can do this. We can do this together, which I love about your school, like community. Like I want to know more, like, (laughs) like, because it's daily. I know for, you know, like as a mom, you have eight babies. Like it is, and it's not just motherhood. It's womanhood. I love, I love that January. I love, because I, can I be real with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: This podcast was named motherhood unfiltered. I don't know if you knew that. And I it did not sit right with me. Not one time did it sit right with me. And and some people are meant to speak strictly on motherhood, but there was something in depth with me where it's like, this isn't, I don't want to just talk about this. I don't want to just talk. I feel like a woman is more than a mother. And I think that that's okay. And I want her to see herself as a child of God. As loved and as who has purpose outside of being a mother, but can enjoy her life like she can. She can, like you said, her dream is ultimately her calling, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe that is at home. And yes, yes, girl, do it. Mm -hmm. Um, I find it super. Like even motherhood can become a box. It can become Mm -hmm. a label, right? Like it, it, like instead of like, I think that anything can like, I think that we like to again, label things and we like to sit in those labels and hide behind those labels and not deal internally with what you're talking about. Like womenhood is like, we have to deal internally and rather, I think that motherhood is kind of an, another outside thing that we do, if that makes any sense. Yes, and so,
1: I think we can hide behind motherhood. I think we can give excuses ourselves on motherhood. And so I love what you said that it's about womanhood, because I think that how we are as a mother, whether you're a mother or not impacts every part of our life. So you can't just sort of like, this is my motherhood life. You know, that in the woman's school, we have every part of the arena. Yeah. You know, look at your self-image, your mental, emotional health, your, your, your friendship. It affects everything, not just motherhood. We have to actually see with eyes of wholeness, Ashley. That's actually part yeah. of is that women see their life as sort of disintegrated. Like I'm going to work out, um, you know, but I'm not going to manage my mind, but I'm going to really work out. I'm going to eat healthy and talk about my relationship at home and my environment. Oh, that's good. Model. Like we are not, God did not design us to be sort of disintegrated. And I think unless we train our mind to see with eyes of wholeness go that affirmation, we're going to start seeing women as only parts of who they are. That's why we can look at the outfit and be like, You know, we look at people, magazines, like 15% looks good in this and 85%, which I think is a devaluing of the human person because we, we now are are seeing women based on their clothing, based on their cars, based on what they, you know, wear or their, their whatever size of their home. Yes. And it becomes sort of a conditioning that only parts of us matter. And that is precisely the problem is that we have devalued the woman. Mm. And that's the war that we are fighting. This is the book I'm writing. There is a war against our worth that places conditions on what makes us more valuable. You're valuable only if and when you can have the prestigious job, we call it the poisonous pee that poisons our lives, poisons us. You're only valuable if and when you've got possession, you know, power, prestige, popularity, and perfection. Think about it. Do women today look at other women and be like, oh, she's got a name name brand purse. And all of a sudden we start to be like, oh, she must... You know, we think of them differently than if they were wearing a Walmart bag or whatever. We start and it's so habitual. We don't even think about it. It's just like it's like typing. You don't know where letter B is, but you put your fingers on, you're like, you can type a whole paper. We've been so conditioned to place on women's value that we treat people differently if they have money, if they have 55 followers to 10 followers, do they have a PhD to I mean, yeah. we have got to stop. The war against our worth. Nothing changes our value. Nothing. What makes something valuable is a fact that we are a rare human being. Yeah. Rarity. I mean, think about you know, the combinations of our hundred and hundred billion neurons in our brain, our trillions of cells, and our unique DNA, and the fact that nobody has our this time in history in this moment in time with our same exact wounds with our same exact desires the combination and probability that somebody will ever be you is never mm. you uniquely rare and therefore your value is irreplaceable and unless women own that they their their value will be for sale if i have a diamond ring that's like 10 carat and i give it to my daughter who's 2 years old It doesn't matter if she values it or not. The value of that 10 karat gold, whatever diamond, remains the same. Just be doesn't matter if my daughter recognizes the value. The value of that diamond is simply because it is rare. It is valuable. My value doesn't change because of what you think of me, and vice versa. But today we are conditioned to believe that our value changes based on the poisonous metric of what makes us more valuable or what we perceive to be. And it's got to stop. It's ruining motherhood. It's ruining relationship. More importantly, it's ruining the depth of friendship. We need each other in this war. Oh. And we have got to stop the comparison and competition. We need to armor up and we need to see women as role models. We need to honor them. We need to get rid, eliminate like a bad habit of comparison and competition. I always think, think about it. How do stroke victims learn how to walk after a stroke? they train themselves Yeah, logically wires our brain. That's what we need to do with comparison. We can eliminate it Mm -hmm. and retrain our mind to say, this is what my mentor did. I literally had to write down a list of women I felt I was insecure about, I felt threatened. I had to study them and write down what I liked about them. And then I had to emulate them, Ashley. I did that for six months. This was my mentor's homework, a freshman year in college. It changed my life so much. I forgot that women competed compared to each other. She rewired my brain. I didn't know it. Is it not possible? Just like a stroke victim can walk again. You can absolutely eliminate comparison and competition. It is absolutely scientifically possible. And we need to charge forward to do that. Because otherwise we are in prison in our own life.
0: Yeah.
1: That is so good. With your book,
0: you know what? And as an, as somebody with a large following, I love that you said that, like, you know, how dare you put pressure onto me and identify me as someone who is supposed to be successful or blah, 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 and project what you think I should be based on my following. No, (laughs) like I, I love that you said that. Like, I I hate that personally. I hate it when people do that. Like I'm just me when I show up, you know, I want to go to the woman's school too. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want to point people to Christ ultimately. Mm-hmm. With your new book coming out in January, this is exciting. I'm mm-hmm. excited. Refining success for women, a new metric that gives all women a chance at success. Yes. Mm-hmm. You explain a little like okay. the heart of it. Yes, but what so, can we, just a little bit, just yeah, no, absolutely, it's actually a little of, bit more in this.
1: Uh-huh. So the idea is that women today have women's value based on what they can achieve, what we call success, right? We're valuable if we're successful. That's what we revere: more money, more fame, more fortune. And so it's become an exclusive club where it makes us feel unsuccessful. But here's the catch. Women who have tried to achieve success, whatever they, you know, the prestige, the power, the money, they go to that end of the rainbow and they feel like unfulfilled. They feel like I'm burnt out. I'm stressed. I don't even like myself anymore. I've got so much money. I've got fame. I mean, Kim Kardashian was just talking about it. She's, you know, her, she's suffering with sort of just depression. And so what we're doing right now is that we need to redefine success that is rooted in what fulfills us. And what fulfills us is deeply rooted in who we were created to be. Mm. So, because right now, success is based on what our culture told us tells us, and it needs to stop. It needs to be based on what fulfills us and it's based on our value. And so, really, we have to redefine success for us in this particular season that is rooted in fulfillment. So the question is, what fulfills you? What fulfills me? And I think that we have to go on an interior quest on what fulfills our heart. I, I love that. Is <laughs> but.
0: Listen, January. So as you're speaking, I, I personally, I've, I've struggled with this. Okay. I don't know if you do the Enneagram thing, but like, I'm a three, like a manic three, like success, <laughs> ambition, blah, blah, blah. Um, and God is still refining that, but here's here's what I love I love I love I am so excited about this book because as you're talking about interior and as you're talking about worth and fulfillment, I actually months ago couldn't be able to answer that question when somebody mm-hmm. said, "What fulfills you? I don't know because I have so much I really don't know anymore and i and I love that goes back to what you said in the beginning when you're like, you know, women don't even know. Mm-hmm. They don't even know anymore. So, in that, in your book, is that going to like, yeah,
1: help them? Basically, you know, the book starts out with a crisis that we all share together—the crisis that we are being devalued, the pain that we all are feeling, but we might not have language for. Language is a battlefield, actually. Women are carrying the burden of being devalued, but they don't actually cannot articulate it. And so, I give them language for the struggle, and I say. We are in this together. We are getting devalued from left to right, from media to our French. I mean, it's become sort of the norm. And then I pivot into chapter two and say, what do you really want? Let's explore the deepest desires of your heart because who God wants you to be is somewhere in there. Now, not everything that we want is in harmony with what our highest good. We actually have to mature the desires of our heart. Just as a child learns how to crawl, to walk, and then to run just because I want to eat rice every day because I'm Filipino, that doesn't mean that it's in harmony with my universal desire, that which is in my heart of optimal health. And so what I teach in in two is that there's a universal desire that's written in our heart. And it's really the, the law of our heart. It's kind of what God created us. Peace, the desire for joy, the desire for freedom. So I outline whatever you want is the beginning of you discovering what fulfills you, but you have to mature what you want, to be in harmony with what, how, with your universal desire, which is basically who God wants you to be. That's in, you know, in so many words. Then in chapter three, I give them, I sell them on their purpose, that who they were created to be is actually right in front of them. If they just discovered, so I give them what we call a fulfillment formula. This is what our students have used, thousands of students are using across 40 countries. And I give them the how. There's three facets, the trifecta in the fulfillment formula. You need to discover the dream of the season because without a vision, we perish. And dreaming is a skill set. And we need to know how to dream. Goal setting is different from a dream. We need to understand that dreaming and goal setting is different. And we need to understand how to harmonize our dream with our purpose because the, the purpose of a dream is not to achieve, it's to become. So I give them the how. And chapter four. Five, I teach them the, the second trifecta, which is we need to design every part of our life, which means what kind of friendship do you want? What is the standard of your friendship? How do you want to be treated in your relationship? What kind of mother do you want to be? I go through every part of a woman's life. And because if we're not living by default or design, we're living by default. How do you want your home to be, right? What And it goes back to universal design. We want peace, we enjoy. So I teach them, here are your guideposts to designing your life. And chapter six, I say, well, you can achieve the design that you want and the dreams if you personally develop yourself, which means how do you then walk into developing yourself, which is ultimately a life of discipline, which is ultimately the cross that gives us the resurrection that God promises for us. And so it's really three. We need to dream. We need to have a design for our life when we develop ourselves, And that's what fulfills us. That's called the fulfillment formula. And I give them a breakdown really very simplistically how to do it step by step. So that's what the book is. So it's really a blueprint. Any woman can pick it up. We have students from 13 all the way up to her late 70s and say, listen, every season has a dream because there is no season without a vision. Without a vision, we perish. We need to know where, where God wants us to be. And we need to know how, and then we need to be very vigilant on what fills our cup because we can't give, keep giving from an empty cup. It's just not possible. We're depleted and we know it. We, we, we've got burnout and stress and loneliness is an international epidemic, Ashley. I mean, can you imagine in a social media world, why? It's because loneliness has, we're not teaching women how to actually have conversation. Right, It's a skill set loneliness is a communication issue you know we're having a very deep meaningful conversation in a matter of like 5 minutes when we've haven't really known each other why because we are having it intentionally we're asking the right question women need to know how to do this in friendships mm. it's not like you're born knowing how to do that you're not born knowing how to you know clean the kitchen in 5 10 minutes or knowing how to have conversation or knowing how to hold your you know your man accountable or knowing how to say no these are skills that we have to learn We no longer have the infrastructure we used to have with our families close by, our aunts and our uncles giving us advice. That used to be the case, but the world has shifted. So we have to shift our model of creating the right kind of infrastructure that helps us to continually achieve who God wants us to become. That requires us to be intentional about the right mentorship, the right mindset and training that we need so that we can actually achieve the beautiful and abundant life that God wants for us. I think God wants us to have an abundant life. What is abundance? You know, I, I, I what said, is it? Yeah. Abundance is a capacity for gratitude and generosity at all times. It's a state of being grateful and generous all the time because it doesn't matter if I have 20 bucks, if I'm grateful and I have so generous, that's an abundant life. Yeah. It's a state of being grateful and generous at the same time all the time. That's what abundance means to me or to us in the school. And you, and that has to be trained like we that. Teach. Yes, that's right. So you got it. So basically knowing as a being, you, I can know, you can know that I can know that, but training is something that we continually condition. And I always think about it. You know, I'm a mom of eight. I have to train Ashley. I can't say, Oh, I've arrived. I mean, pride is a very real thing. And so, you know, at the end of it all, a woman has to be humble enough to say, I haven't arrived. I need conditioning. It's like going to the gym. Like right, you need to actually train yourself to actually be able to do five pull-ups and ten pull-ups. It's the same thing with mindset and skill set. You know, I can know about it, but if I don't condition myself to it, I can only know about it. I mean, here's the problem: I can read the Bible back and forth and never actually live charity. That's
0: good. It's like looking at what does it say in the Bible. It's like looking in the mirror and, and seeing a reflection and forgetting yep. about what you look like. Yep. That's that's like you know you're there, but. Do you know who you are? But I think
1: it's dangerous. I think knowing is dangerous. They say that, you know, the most dangerous word in dictionary is I know. I actually tell my my children it's in the legal I, was, I can always know more. Because when you, somebody knows that they cannot know more. And I think that's a, a oh, you know, it, it's, these are things that are, we have to be vigilant against pride. Because if we can't be held accountable, we don't know how to study our feet, get feedback, we're humble enough to say, well, how could I do it better? It's, we become a dangerous woman when we think we've arrived. I agree. Pride Pride is a very dangerous place for us. And I think we have to be vigilant against it. And part of it is that we have the humility to say, I don't know. And today I say yes to our Lord in investing in my own growth. What can I do today, January? What can you do today to train? I mean, sometimes I like put on a training program in the shower because that is all I have, (laughs) you know, because it's just I still have a two-year-old. I have a two and a I three it's that. a party, but I tell women it's doing a party. It's a party, but how do you do it? I said, well, you you do it one grace at a time, but you do it by training your mind and your skill set and you keep going in there and say, how can I train my mind today? how can what what scripts can I rewrite? How am I forming myself to condition myself to develop new skills? I mean, I feel like I'm always learning boundaries and a new layer of it. And so that's really what the school is about is that it's a lifelong journey of interior. Formation so that we can achieve the interior freedom. Mm. And you need community for that. You need, you. we are made for community.
0: Do you want to talk about that? I feel, do you feel like, I know for me, because I'm a part of that culture, but like like you said, statistically, people mm-hmm. are more lonely than they have ever been.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, international epidemic, actually. They literally qualified it internationally. Yeah.
0: Epidemic. Do you feel like... Friendship in general is so hard. Village, like you hear that. Like I see a lot of lonely women, Mm -hmm. and I see like stop saying that we have a village when we don't. There is no village. And and I would love for you to talk about that. Like, do you believe that that is like a in their mind a known mindset? Like there is no village, Mm -hmm. and I'm supposed to be lonely. And now friendship is kind of like. How do I am a mom now? Like, am I supposed to be lonely? Like, like, do you want to talk
1: about that? Like, absolutely. You feel like I, friendship is hard to I think not, I think we're not trained on how to be a friend. No, we're not. Hands down. We don't know how to be a friend. We don't have a standard in friendship. We don't have to hold our friendship accountable. We don't know how to talk to our friends. No,
0: I agree. It's surface. And it's then it
1: doesn't last. Yes. And so there's there's actually a lack of nourishment that's happening in friendships that's causing us to believe that I'm just going to be lonely. And so what I, I, I absolutely believe that God designed us to actually have deep, meaningful friendships. The problem is nobody's showing us how to do that. We need to teach women how to have friendship. We need to first get rid of comparison and competition. We need to know how to ask the right questions. We need to have conversation skills. We need to have empathy skills. These are things that would be eliminate loneliness because here's the thing. We don't have five hours to spend with, a, spend with a friend even if we wanted to, you know, at least with, especially with little kids, but we can't have 10 minutes to go really say, listen, I have 10 minutes. How's your heart doing? Can you feel me? How can I nourish you? Sometimes we just get rid of the flop and we just say, listen, what can yeah. kind of I serve you today? What is it that you need me? Can I, can you, can you rescript? Because what's the purpose of friendship? What, what is friendship? Friendship is accompaniment in the journey To hold us accountable to who God wants us to be. That's how we need to. Oh my
0: gosh, January.
1: That's good. who's telling us to do that? Who's telling
0: us what it is?
1: We are telling you, this is what the women's school is about. My journey began because I was a lonely woman. And that's actually what caused me fame. My only prayer, I remember exactly, because I just sort of pulled away from all my friends because it was so fluff. I was so tired of like the, the, the shallowness. And I remember my only prayer was, Lord, help me find friends that cared. That was the only words that could come out of my mouth. I literally put an altar in my room. I put a, I took, put a TV and I would sit there on Friday nights. I didn't want to have friends because my friends, even though I had it, and you know, they literally shunned me because I pulled away from them and I pulled away from them because I was tired of it. I was tired of the shallowness and I had no language that that's what I was tired of. All I know was that I cried. Tears of loneliness because I felt like, Nobody understands me, nobody knows me, and nobody really cares. How many women feel that way? But see, the problem was that I didn't know how to be a friend. I didn't know how to find friends. I didn't know how to develop quality friendships. I needed to develop the skill to achieve what it is that my heart longed for. And that's deep, meaningful friendship. And that's what Elena trained me. She got rid of comparison and competition. I literally had to start learning how to be a friend, Ashley. I remember. She taught me and I literally had to work backwards and I would sit there and I would interrupt French conversation. And one of my training was to work backwards and go 10, 9, 8, 7, so that I could actually learn how to listen. It was a skill I literally was so deprived of. But how many of us are so skill deprived? And because of that, as a byproduct, we are lonely, alone in our own misery when that is not the way God designed us. Do you think God wants, I can't look at my child and say, I want you to have lonely friendship. No, what kind of a father in heaven is that? Yeah, we have got. But see, here's the thing: suffering is real, and discipline is suffering. Discipline is maybe saying no to the toxic friendship that we currently have, and maybe having a, mm. a, moment, of, a moment of loneliness, training ourselves to find who we need to become to have the right kind of friendship, and then starting over. But that—that's what I had to do. I literally had to endure that same exact. But that was not easy, but it was, you know, that was the cross that allowed me to have the resurrection of the kind of friendship that I truly believe God wanted for me. But I'm so not bad. the only one who loves, oh, but I'm not the only one who deserves that. Ashley, you deserve it. Your community every single woman that's listening here deserves to taste the gift of what friendship ought to be the way God designed it. Yeah. We have to have hard conversation and it's not just bliss and it's not just whatever we want. We have got to be a woman of discipline and we need to have hard questions, hard training and it's time for us to train women on how to be a woman because we are so tired of living an unfulfilling lives, waking up one day and say, I hate myself. I don't like my life. I'm tired. I want somebody else's life. And so Instagram comes in and we start comparing ourselves. Why? Because we don't like our life and it's not our fault. We have been, our back is against the wall. We learned so much in our education system, two decades and not know how to be a friend. That's a robbery. I me and my kids come to me like, mom, what? Because I train them. And I'm like, mom, this is literally, this algebra doesn't make sense. I'm like, listen, I need you to know how to have emotional command. Yeah. I need you to have a study questions. I'm like, great. I'm glad you can get a, whatever, obviously that their effort needs to be there. but." We need to start training people on mm-hmm. someone with basic skill that actually fulfills our heart. Stop the fluff. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Yeah. Empowerment without equipping us with a mindset and skills set we need that forms us is still fluff.
0: Yeah. What do you say to the woman, January, that says, I'm too afraid to get hurt? I have set up so many tight, unhealthy boundaries that now I've created a wall around myself. That makes me lonely. What do you say? Because I've noticed like that is another extreme. Like, have you noticed that where it's like, well, you don't serve me anymore. Well, you don't make you don't make me feel good. So mm, boundary. And they call it a boundary, but really it's because they don't like to get uncomfortable. They don't want to have the deep conversations. What do you say to the woman that's like, Well, I created, I'm the problem. The problem, it's me. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like
1: I say to them. What do you really want in every part of your life? Because even though it's they're putting a wall in their friendship, it's probably the same wall they're putting in their dreams. It's probably the same wall they're putting in their their relationship. And even in, in the way they mother, because what they've done is just built a wall around them. And so what I tell women is that, let's go back to the dream board. Let's unearth the deepest desires of your heart. Let's literally give yourself permission to be vulnerable, to actually make yourself want the things that you want and not because you're afraid of wanting it because you don't know how to achieve it. But you know, a woman has to have the humility to say, show me. Yeah. The Hardest thing is to teach women who is unteachable. I mean, it, it, you know, my life transformed actually because I was hungry. I said, Elena would say, January, give me homework, write five things. I would come up and I would write 20 things. I was so broken that I said, whatever you tell me, I will do it. Yeah. I was so lonely. And so to the woman out there that's listening, you're never, ever far from God's grace to be able to change the life that you want. Give God a chance by investing in your formation. Because the life that you want is probably a few skills away. Mm. Yeah. If there,
0: I mean, so many good things here, January, and thank you for sharing <laughs> your heart and your story and your mission yeah. on Confidence and Coffee. If there is one thing, mm-hmm. one thing that you could say for everyone
1: listening here
0: to take away, mm-hmm. what would it be?
1: Gosh, there's so many things. I'll say wherever you are, whatever whatever desires that you have, whatever dreams that you have, don't give up because the grace is sufficient for the call. Yes. Whatever God has ordained for you, whatever that it is an inkling in your heart, there's also a grace that he will equip you so you have to step into it. You have to say yes in your own life because this is the only one you've got. And you don't want to look back five, ten years and in, in your deathbed and say, I could have, should have. So we, we don't have a choice but to invest and take responsibility in what fills our cup so we can give more of our cup. But see, life is designed to be beautiful, Ashley. I truly believe it. Mm-hmm. Behind a beautiful life is a woman hard our work on her interior discipline. And if you're willing to discipline yourself, you can have the dream that God has for you. The grace is sufficient for the call. So good. January.
0: So, (laughs) so, I mean, you almost had me crying
1: a second ago. I'm like,
0: hold it in.
1: Believe it or not. Yours are beautiful.
0: (laughs) I know they are. I am. I am like, I'm a very vulnerable person for the most part. I'm vulnerable by saying for the most part, right? Like I'm still working (laughs) on that, but I, it's so, this is such a vital conversation and I pray. I want to pray for everybody. Then we're going to lighten it up because I'm going to ask January a little question. But before I pray for everybody, January, would you like to do it? I'm open to inviting you to pray if you feel that. Okay. And then is there anything else you want to share with us where everybody can find you and connect with you and the women's school? Is it like a open registry or is it like there's a closed day to that.
1: So you can find me at thewomanschool.com or thewomanschool or Jenny Donovan, Instagram, Facebook. I apparently were on TikTok as well. And YouTube, <laughs> you know, I came in as a teacher, honestly, Ashley, I didn't think I'd had to build a business in social media. I just, so we're, we're sort of building the infrastructure, but that's where you can find us. And the women's school, If you want to join the women's masterclass, which is a signature course, just email us and we'll set you up with what we call a strategist, which is your mentor. And then you put up in your group so you can have accountability, but we have got skill school. We, you can do it as a self-study or you can join a group or you can do a private strategy. There's also an opportunity for you to build a business around mentorship. That's because I was a mentor and I mentored women for free for 15 years. And the problem is that women who don't pay, don't pay attention. We have to invest and so I teach women how to actually, so we change the infrastructure of our culture and, you know, be amazing if moms learn how to mentor because that's the best way for us to actually hold ourselves accountable. So you can do that at the Wholeness Coaching School. That's where you can find me. And then obviously the book is coming out, Redefine Success for Women, A Proven Blueprint to Design a Fulfilling Life. And that's coming out in January. I'll be speaking with Ed Milette and John Maxwell coming January, which is really a true honor.
0: Oh, um, I love him. That is so exciting. Yeah. Congratulations.
1: Thank you. Thank you. You know, I don't prefer the stage, to be sincerely honest with you, but I feel like the grace is sufficient for the call. And I feel like I have to own the cross of my life. And I love to teach. That's what I am. I'm a teacher and I'm a student. And so anyways, it's pray for me as I as I walk sort of this call to be, you know, to speak. And, and it's part of what God is asking of me, Actually, even though it's, <laughs> it's you know. I get it. I Yeah. So we have, we have, at the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about the mission of being able to to invite women to their own training and formation. So that's what I have to keep track. You can find us. And so stay tuned. We've got a lot of plans for us. And our vision is to really have a place for women to learn how to be a woman. That is the women's goal.
0: I love that. Okay. Well, January, pray for us. And then I've got a really fun question for you. Yes. I
1: love it. Okay. (laughs) Let's go. Dear Lord, we come before you in deep thanksgiving for all the many ways that you love us and you show us your mercy and your kindness. I ask that you bless Ashley and all her listeners. Give them the grace to say yes to your invitation of greater Mm -hmm. interiority. Give us the grace to be able to invest in who we need to become so we can fulfill your will in our life. Give us the grace to be able to take away any of our fears and give us the courage to step into our own arena of our life so we can taste the abundant life that you have for us. And I just pray that you open our hearts and that you continue to walk us in this journey and truly become a warrior and an army and a vessel for your truth. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: So good. Thank you for praying for us. And you carry such a peace about you that is really calming. And I believe that God also gave that to you mm. so people feel safe with you when they do come to you and to invest in themselves. So this was such a great experience for me. Thank you for talking to me, January.
1: Thank you for me. It's an honor. I think every human person is so beautifully, is a beautiful gift, you know, and our Lord It is, is. present as a person. So I, I'm equally just as honored, Ashley. So thank you.
0: Well, I love, I love, I love meeting people. I love, so when I connect with women so random I just in the back of my mind i'm like i want to be her friend like Aww. if you only lived closer, <laughs> like we would i would invite you to coffee like Aww. i just just want to be you know you want to be around stuff, people that are so mm, Absol-
1: yeah. right I mean, and like, that's what we need to be yeah know? i
0: just want to be around women that are like yes let's They're holding us accountable together. yeah i accountability is good it's like disciplining our children right like we 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 know our children need discipline. We know that they do. We can't give them chocolate every second of every day because we know it's not good for them. We have to teach them, you know, hey, that's not good for you. Let's have more of this. Right. And so, so grateful. Discipline, accountability, friendship. It's all good. Um, work on your internal self, but also you're January, you're a
1: busy woman,
0: okay? (laughs) You're a busy woman. Eight kids. You still have a two-year-old. I'm curious what the other ages are. I told you mine. You didn't tell me yours. I want to know.
1: Yeah, I have, but my oldest is 15 and it's 13, 11, 10, and I have like seven, six, three, and two. So I can't believe I just did that in one swoop. (laughs)
0: You're amazing. You look fabulous, mama. You
1: look amazing. Uh, And I told
0: you mine. So gosh, we have so much to talk about. We should probably just get on here and talk about the (laughs) teenage, pre-teenager, pre-teenager. Oh yeah, it's real. (laughs) Whole other like Lord Jesus, fulfill my cup. Is you're a busy woman and you got a lot going on, but is there any like particular show that you're watching or maybe if you're not watching TV, is there any book that you're reading right now that you want to share with us?
1: That's a fun question. Oh, that's so I don't actually get to watch a lot of TV. However, okay, this is I really love I, it's like my two favorite shows that I just watch like all my life pretty much because I my husband every now and then we have date nights every Friday night and it's sacred. Like we just it's Friday. Okay. Sometimes we'll watch a show. So I'll watch what he watches, but really I don't, I like fall asleep, but there are two shows <laughs> that I'm like, I love this. And that's Jack Bauer 24, which is like an old show. I don't know if you remember <laughs> it, but it's an action. And then The Last Kingdom. Have you watched it? I have not. Oh my god, Is it good? I, I'm like, it, it's, there's some scenes that are, you know, it's really, they don't need to have the sexual scenes in there, especially with little, you know, kids. and They're not. I would prefer not to have them but really for for the most part the plot and the character development is so rich of formation that's what i love it's so good because it's like it's called the last kingdom the last kingdom and this is why i asked this question like we need to know
0: like what good?
1: So that's, that's the, that's, I was joking around because I had my, my eighth son and I was like, I'm going to name <laughs> Is that the main character. <laughs> it's, it's so silly. And actually the main character of the show 24, it's like an old show, but it's like a spy show was named Jack. And sure enough, my oldest son is named Jack. Didn't necessarily name him after that character, but, but yeah. I, I, so anyways, thank you for asking me that lighthearted question.
0: <laughs> I, I loved, I just, it's good to lighten it up and, and get out. to know even more like the good stuff right <laughs> it's so funny just random and then I want to let you go because you know I respect your time my son my third son we named him Rylan Maverick mm. and you know Top Gun of course yeah, <laughs> yeah so we
1: kind of did <laughs> it's my husband's that's a really cool name Maverick
0: yeah Maverick it is a cool name a part of me is like you know, mine are, they're Brayden, Preston, Ryland, Graceland. So they have the ends. Mm. I didn't do that on purpose, but I love it. So a part of me is like, I'm glad that his middle name is Maverick. How oh, when you pick a name? I know for me, like I pick a name, I sound it out. And I'm like, Ryland Maverick. Okay. It sounds good. When you oh yeah. A like it sounds good. That's your name. <laughs> that
1: is. It's a way they're in trouble when I can say the full name and they know it. <laughs> and they know it.
0: All right, January. Thank you so much for coming on Confidence and Coffee. I hope to have you again. And you guys go... Women's school, I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look at this mastermind. I want to be a student, stay stay teachable. But thank you so much. And I cannot wait for your book to come out. I will have all this information in my show notes, all of it. So go right below, get the stuff. It's going to be amazing. And I wish you nothing but blessing and favor and just that you continue to glorify the kingdom of God. Did you enjoy that? I'd love to see you over at AshleyHenriott.com, where you can subscribe to this podcast and channel on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And while you're at it, I'd love to see the value that you found in Confidence and Coffee. So drop the ratings, the reviews in the comments, plus subscribe to this channel and tell a friend too. I'd love to see you over on TikTok or Instagram, where I keep it real in the reels, okay? Make sure you tune in next time on Confidence and Coffee.